Hello, Brad here. Just to say we're super proud that the Friday 5pm podcast is sponsored by the Malt Miller, the UK's best home brew store. We use the Malt Miller for all of our homebrew experiments, as well as tapping them up for advice and binging on their awesome YouTube channel all the time. That's why whenever we release a homebrew video, we put a recipe kit live on the Malt Miller, so you can brew with the exact same amazing ingredients that we did. The same ingredients used by pro brewers. So alongside the Malt Miller's nitro-flushed hops, cold-stored yeast and milled-to-order malts, you can pick up recipe kits for our Five Points Best Bitter, Russian River West Coast IPA, and now the fastest beer in the world, a hazy session IPA that goes from grain to glass in less than 48 hours. Sign up to their newsletter at tinyurl.com forward slash maltmiller to get 5% off your first order. With the Malt Miller's amazing customer service and Johnny's 48-hour recipe, you could order the ingredients on a Monday and be drinking the beer by the weekend. Speaking of which, it's Friday. It's 5pm. So enjoy this week's Friday 5pm podcast. Bradley, it's a beautiful day. It feels like the first day of autumn. You know, a crisp, crunchy, blue-skied... There's a pigeon pigeon on my roof. Oh, my God. Wow. Pigeons fighting on the roof. You know, just a classic autumn day, you know? Got the sort of... Uh, yeah, it sounds good at your end. I've got some um, builder ASMR going on in my ears. So I've got like a big crack in the back of my wall. Uh, that's not a metaphor. Um, and, <laughs> it could very easily be. And they're just they're repointing it today. So if you hear lots of like scrabbling around... And it sounds like I'm in potentially in a cave that I'm chiseling my way out of. It's because there's there's some boys going hard at it behind me uh, on the wall. On the wall, uh, Johnny, we've got a bloody massive event coming up, mate. It's going to be so fun. We do, yeah. This is this is this is probably the biggest couple of weeks in uh, maybe craft beer channel history, but certainly in 2022, which is yeah the launch of our. Feature-length documentary with Meantime, which we've been working on uh, since the the first thing I shot was on the twenty second of June, Brad. Wow, you it's shot been a long time. So that was what was that? What what part of it was that? Not to give the game away, but uh, that was uh, well. Actually, it didn't actually make the cut. It was it was sort of uh, uh, working out of the recipe. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. we were going to do. So if, in, initially, I mean, things like this change and, and move around all the time as they're sort of being being written and then being um presented and, and everything's happening but originally i was kind of kind of set the scene with an idea of a beer that i wanted to make and then we were going to go out and sort of discover the best way of doing it and in the end the narrative sort of completely flipped on its head so it got completely canned but that was the first time you know i hit hit the uh the round red button on this documentary even if it yeah ended up on the cutting room floor yeah, man, it's been a long old process and it's all coming to fruition. Uh, we, we're officially inviting you, our listeners slash viewers, to come join us for a pre-release screening this Wednesday, 21st of September, 6pm to 9pm, down at Meantime Brewery in Greenwich. Um, can they RSVP us at Craft Beer Boys? Yeah, at craft beer, uh, sorry, craftbeerboys at gmail.com if you want tickets. The tickets are free. Mate. And you get I to hang out with us, gonna be some. You get to hang out with us. You get to watch the film. There'll be a little Q&A afterwards, maybe. Um, I think there's going to be some free food around. You'll obviously get to taste the beer. That'll be on tap. Our delicious 
reinvention of English IPA, which we're terming modern British IPA for reasons that will become clear in the documentary. So yeah, join us for the the screening of this documentary entirely free. It's basically a road trip around the UK learning about our amazing ingredients and then brewing a beer that celebrates it all, plus the diversity of uh, Britain's beautiful um what's the term uh, uh green green hills uh, oh green hills yeah in England, countryside england's green and pleasant hills yeah yeah something, something like that yeah we, i mean i'm like, not very good at the nationalistic shit it's no me neither but it's kind of like we had such a ball doing the um the uh la, 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 new england uh road trip that it's kind of like our uk equivalent of that brewing a you know the the uk style that we should all be celebrating in the same way that we were, you know, investigating uh, New England IPA, we're kind of doing it back home. So I think it's, I think it's a nice, it's a nice sort of coming back to where it all started for everybody, and it's kind of a look forward to where we could potentially go with our amazing ingredients that we've got in the UK, and obviously uh, brewing tradition and incredible breweries. So I mean, the beer is tasting banging which is the main thing, obviously. And a um, relief. You know, that, relief. that was my overriding emotion when we tasted it. Just yeah. sheer relief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it is real nice. And uh, can't wait to see everyone again. I mean, you're going to be sick to death of watching this uh, this documentary uh, for another time at the uh, event. But um, Yeah, I mean, I've watched... So it's, when, we, when we edit our normal videos, like I'll end up watching it through... I don't know, maybe 20 times in total, This like the moments. This one, it's more like 30 or 40, and it's an hour and a half long. So at the Oof. moment, I'm going through this brutal process. Usually at the end of an edit, I'll watch it through like, I'll watch it through once, make some more tweaks, walk away from it, have a cup of tea or some lunch or whatever it is, and then come back and watch it one more time. Mm. And I still make mistakes. But with this one, when I do that, it's an hour and a half I'm sat there each time. Yeah, <laughs> so it's... It's, it's been quite the investment towards the end. Big time, mate. I mean, look, it's looking brilliant as well. We're on the we're on the final sort of uh, stretch now to to getting it fully realised. So um, we are hope, hopefully great. potentially the final version's just just finished uploading for you to take a, a look, Bradley. Amazing. But, um, I'm not going to jinx it by saying it is because it's, <laughs> it's probably not. Yeah. So yes, please come down on Wednesday. Tickets are free. Starts at 6 p.m. The beer will be on tap. There'll be food. There'll be us. We'll be selling books and merchandise as well. Um, and we'll be hanging out. So it should be a really fun evening. Uh, so yeah, that's North Greenwich, basically. Uh, the meantime tap room should be a lot of fun. Uh, if you can't make it because you're in a foreign country, you're not around, or you just don't live in London, or you have commitments, or you don't really want to meet us, which would also be fair enough, you can watch it. Uh, a week later it's going live on youtube we're going to be it'll be like a normal upload but it won't be at 4 p.m on wednesday it will be at 7 p.m nice and we'll be doing what's called a, a youtube premiere so that's where you watch it but uh, as normal but the comments are live so we can be commenting you can be asking us questions you can be chatting to each other um and you can buy the beer from the meantime shop uh that goes live next wednesday so you've got a week to get your order in and then you can drink the beer as you watch it as well. And then after that premiere, whew, after that premiere, we will be doing a live show. So we'll be sat back drinking the beers uh, and taking your questions and just generally geeking out about anything you want to talk about. Really, it doesn't have to be about the documentary. We just thought it'd be a nice opportunity for everyone to hang out. So that'll be starting around about nine thirty on Wednesday, the twenty eighth. So film starts at seven pm, um, and you can join at any point and start from the beginning if you want. Uh, and then we'll be doing the live show from about nine thirty for about an hour. Because 
I've got a young child, and Brad's not as young as he was. So uh, bedtime mate, would beckon. Turning forty, mate. Crazy, crazy times. Turning forty in a month or so, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've I've booked where I'm going on holiday now, which is very exciting. Um, managed to get where are you some. Going, going to uh, San Francisco, buddy. So I managed to get some San Fran, baby. Some kind of like the cheap, city. cheap flights and nice cheap cheapish well do you know what it's gone up so much uh to stay in san francisco since we were there it's unbelievably expensive like you can't stay in airbnb anymore because it's hundreds of pounds a night so we're staying in the yotel me and my my partner um and you don't like sushi i don't think they serve sushi uh, but we are, surely, we are surely breakfast should be sushi oh that's probably yeah you're probably right uh we are in <laughs> in sleeping bags on a conveyor belt that is our uh sleeping <laughs> accommodation no i wanted i wanted to book a room called a sky cabin which looks well cool it's in like this victorian uh factory warehouse building in downtown san fran somewhere it's not the tenderloin district which is scary and sad because there's loads of homeless people walking about it's somewhere else, but it's downtown somewhere. It's not where I'd normally stay, which is Mission District, but I can't afford that anymore, Johnny. So um, we're not staying there. But it, it, the sky cabins are like these tiny little footprint rooms with a, like a little mezzanine bed, like a bunk bed almost. But at the end of the bunk bed is a massive TV. So I was like, I'm up for that. But my, my girlfriend, yeah. that is my heaven. My girlfriend is a bit um, claustrophobic. Uh, so I thought that probably wasn't the best of places to stay. So we've got a normal room with like You still have a TV at the end of the bed. We still have a TV. I, I think it's a bit further away, Johnny. So, you know, it's not quite as fun, is it? But hey. <laughs> Can't go quite as, as cross-eyed. Um, really, as I... really slumming it in San Francisco with your TV slightly further <laughs> away from the bed than you wanted there, Brad. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm going there. I'm going to... We haven't... Because uh, I'm a miser and I'm I'm a bit of a cheapskate and I'm a bit broke as well. We haven't paid for luggage for both of us. So we're sharing a suitcase. Because um, I think the bloody... It was nearly 200 quid per suitcase on the flight, which is crazy. Uh, so well, it's I, gone mad, mate. I basically said to my girlfriend, I was like, please just go hand luggage. Let's just go hand luggage. We'll save like 400 quid. Anyway, she's insisted she needed she needed a whole bag. Rightly. So, You're going for a week. Well, yeah, I know, mate. But it's San Francisco. You don't need to be that warm. You just wear warm stuff on the flight. Wear loads of layers like the Michelin Man. When you get off, you're fine. Cargo pants, you put all of your stuff. I don't own any cargo pants, but if I did, this is a trick, right? You wear the cargo pants, loads of pockets... You wear a big oversized jacket, loads of pockets, and then you wear different layers. That's how you get away with it these days without paying for uh, hold luggage. But having hold luggage hopefully means I can bring back a couple of beers. Um, so I'm going to have to get your uh, your recommendations on those sort of inflatable bag things. Um, yeah, I can give you a load of them. Yeah, and then I'm going to try and bring back some Pliny and well anything else you think might be good but obviously i have limited space so it might be like four beers or something but um, you don't need clothes coming home you can just buy more clothes when you get home just fill it oh uh, yeah 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 just plainy yeah yeah just plainy but if there's <laughs> anything else exciting that anyone else thinks that i should go and visit near san francisco uh just shoot me a direct message 
on uh, on Discord, and I will. Or, or do it in public, list. so everyone gets the or gets the public. gem. Yeah, 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 hundred yeah. percent. Um, if you're not already on the Discord, get on the Discord. Um, and I, which you can do by joining our Patreon. You get yeah, a, every, every yeah, yeah, yeah. member of our Patreon gets a link to the Discord, just in case you don't know. Hundred um, percent. Before we get well, any more sidetracked? Um, yeah. Should we? We, we should. Uh, we should keep the link flowing from the documentary about what we've been up to this week. Yeah, yeah. Because we we did meet some Patreons. We did on Monday, we which did. was was, was very lovely to see. As we did. Pretty much a, a, a fake launch for the beer, almost. So it's the launch that's appearing in the documentary in which we get a bunch of people down to try. So we were very honoured to have Pete Brown and Anthony Gladman and some other people down to, to taste the beer. But also um, some lovely patrons. So thank you to um, to everyone that, that came down and uh, hopefully enjoyed the beer. Um, I don't know whether you're coming the week, uh, next week as well, but hopefully you are because the beer's that delicious. But we had a wonderful time launching the beer, eating Indian food at the amazing Gladstone Arms in Borough. I mean that that place is is fantastic. I I'm not going to lie. Before this, I I didn't even know it was there, Johnny. I didn't even know it was there. But now I feel like it's going to be a regular haunt because uh, Mega and G, the owners, are just bloody brilliant people. Uh, the beers they've got great tap selection, um, and it's just got a great vibe. The food's brilliant, like the this sort of Anglo-Indian hybrid food. Uh, they've got something for everyone. I have I've I had cheese on toast that had sort of like paneer on it and like spicy stuff, but also had cheddar on it, Johnny. So it was like a flavour explosion, mate. Oh, great stuff. Loved it. Yeah. And I, I had I had chicken tikka yeah. on chips. Yeah, come on. Can't go wrong um, with that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know, it was pretty amazing. And then we had the, there were samosas, papdi chat, all kinds of lovely Indian food. Because it is a Desi pub, which is um a pub owned and run by by a South Indian landlord, and there's about 400 of them uh, in the country. And we're we're going to do a, a, a not a documentary. We're going to do a video about them. I think a, a tour of the absolute best Desi pubs because it is a wonderful combination of of amazing food, uh, often quite often amazing beer. Although also, uh, as we learn the documentary, like because it, it's sort of they're very working class pubs, so there's lots of really great car scale as well. Um, and we're gonna gonna do that with David Jessidation, who appears in the documentary and tells us all about it. So uh that's a video to look forward to early next year, and that's another reason to come to our screening next uh next week. Um before we get on to this week's video, the other thing I wanted to talk about, Bradley, is to say that you'll be excited to hear that I have just uh taken the first few tentative steps towards starting our next homebrew adventure. Mate, I can't wait. It's gonna be a really good one. Um can we tell people basically what it is? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! yeah. yeah, yeah we're yeah, gonna on. we're gonna tease them. Oh, so teasy. <laughs> Go on then. So uh, yeah, so so this week um, I had a conversation with Chris Lohring of Notch Brewing. Damn, son! We spent, we're not messing spent about. a happy hour, happy yeah. hour nerding out about delicious Czech lager. Um, he told me most of his process. He told me most of his ingredients. He gave us lots of... He's never really been a home brewer. He he did it for a little bit, but got a, a commercial job pretty early um, back in the, the early 90s when he, when he first started out. But he was... We were sort of hashing out how we could make his processes work on, on a homebrew scale. So there's obviously the decoction thing we need to do. So boiling portions of the wort and... and, and sorry, portions of the mash, technically. Um and using that to do step mashing. We've also got to consider uh, open fermentation because that's an important part to get the, the correct kind of um, 
esters, fennels, lagering, uh, sorry, not lagering, ferment, fermenting kind of process and character out of it. So we're going to look at how we can do that without you know the obvious risks of oxidation, infection. Uh, we're looking at the, I mean, the whole reason you'd open ferment is to do with the pressure. You don't want pressure on the beer. Um, so that's why lots of open fermenters are sort of not very deep. So we've got a slight issue with that because our conicals are very deep compared to how wide they are. So there's lots of stuff we're going to have to think about to make this beautiful lager. And that's before we even get to the pouring of it through a side pour tap and learning how to do that right and pour it right and look after it right and, and get the right consistency of the beer to make that delicious wet foam as uh, wet, wet as possible. So it's going to be an involved episode. I think we always try to do it in two episodes. I think this is going to be at least three. This summer, I'm going to be hosting talks at the Manchester, Bristol and London Craft Beer Festivals, giving festival goers the chance to attend tutored tastings, rare beer pours, meet the brewers and even guided tours of the bars. These three festivals are the highlights of my events calendar, featuring some of the world's best breweries with delicious restaurant pop-ups, great music and a really welcoming party atmosphere. It's the third year I've been hosting the We Are Beer Tastings table, but for the first time I'm delighted to offer all of our listeners, viewers and Patreons £5 off a ticket when you use the code CBC5. Just hit the link in the description to buy. See you there. Yeah, man, I can't wait. We've we've got some some big things to do with this, and uh, as we're sort of nearing a cooler temperature time of year, it's it's the perfect time to be sort of brewing lagers, isn't it? Yeah, with with energy prices as they are, I don't want to use my no. glycol chiller quite as much as I have been. No. So yeah, brewing it in uh, in winter. I should also say while we're on the topic, uh, Malt Miller, our wonderful sponsors of this podcast and indeed uh, Patreons of the YouTube channel, have just embarked in their own lager odyssey, which they've been doing with Budvar. So they uh, they went over there uh, to learn everything they could about Budvar. They interviewed the head, um, the brewmaster, and, and all stuff like that. And they've put quite a few episodes together. I've only seen one episode so far, but it's well worth checking out. So give that a look as well. I'll stick a link in the show notes so that you can go enjoy that and see what's in store with. Um, with our one which i'm sure will be way more chaotic uh right this week's video um an absolute nerd fest wasn't it mate um i don't really get much nerdier than talking about temperature it's such an abstract concept to sort of like try and distinguish between different temperatures yeah you can say something's cold something's hot but to sort of get into the minutiae into the weeds of specific temperatures uh, 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 that beer should be served at is pretty geeky. And how it affects both yeah. our tongues and the part neural pathways. Yeah, man. Um, it's amazing, isn't it? I think we've, I mean, as we sort of go down this this journey together, the, the sort of realisation that all these different factors play in how you taste and enjoy your delicious beverage um it becomes more and more fascinating like learning about how carbonation can sort of trigger although we're still not sure whether this is 100 percent true can trigger sort of memories and nostalgia in your brain uh as you're as you're drinking this sort of carbonated thing i you know that that's amazing to me and the fact that you know different temperatures make beers op- different beers open up in different ways and agitate the molecules uh, the f- the flavour compounds to to sort of open up and 
become more exciting. So the, the sort of like take home is like, don't drink everything freezing cold. Um, but maybe and don't drink anything too warm. Although no. a lot of the comment, we've, uh, whenever we get technical, because when you get technical, you dive, uh, you you dive deep into something, and people don't necessarily like when science tells tradition it's kind of wrong. Um, and I'm, I don't know whether that's what's happening here, but we, we have pissed off some Germans and some Belgians with this video. <laughs> so the Germans are saying you should never serve your lager that cold. Yeah, I saw that. Um, which, I mean, like we said at the start, you know, it's personal preference, and the Germans probably wouldn't serve it at four degrees. But then equally, um, that's because they have a way of storing it at a different temperature. You know, the reason we picked four degrees specifically is because that's probably the temperature of your fridge. Right. So we're saying if you're drinking a lager, drink it straight out of the fridge. And I wish I'd made that a little bit clearer in the video as to why we'd picked four degrees. Four degrees to us is the temperature it is straight out of the fridge. Six, eight, ten, twelve are not. You know, you, you, you have to leave them out for a little bit. So, yes, that's also true. But also like in the Czech Republic, where we got somebody from the Czech Republic saying you'd never serve your lager at that temperature. Like the difference is that you're probably serving it in a snit. So a much smaller portion and you're serving it in a chilled glass. So your experience of that is going to be very, very different. Somebody just getting a can out of the fridge and holding it in their warm hands. You want that beer as cold as possible to start with because otherwise, by the time you're halfway down, you're going to have a lager at 12. So we have considered all of these things in these answers. I just didn't put it into the video because I thought that was too much, but maybe I was wrong. No, I I, I don't think you're wrong. I mean, this has to be... It's a, it's a, it's a generalised... Uh, I mean, I won't even say it's dumbed down because it's not. There's a lot to sort of take on board here. Like, we've obviously got that little shortcut that you've worked out. Um, but then also there's the, the sort of three or four paths to beer enjoyment, uh, depending on maltiness, sourness, uh, hoppiness. Hoppiness in in drinking. So, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot to to consider there. And there obviously are exceptions to the rules. And obviously, there's cultural differences as you sort of go around different great beer drinking nations. Um, but this is sort of like a general rule of thumb that if you're at home and you, you possess a fridge, you might want to set it to be like four degrees or whatever, and then let your beers warm up a little bit, uh, depending on how hoppy, strong, sour mm. or malty they are. The uh, the, the other thing, so we, so we annoyed the Belgians who... I, th I think actually it was on Instagram. Somebody said serving a, a, a Gers at eight is a waste of a Gers, isn't it? Uh, and I think they said that they serve theirs at 16 degrees. 16? 16. 16. Wow. That's I'm not even sure I'd serve a red wine at that temperature. Like, That's quite warm, isn't it? Yeah. Pe people think that British people drink their beer warm. Good Lord. Uh, that sounds too warm. <laughs> in, my yeah. in my humble opinion. I'm not, you know, I'm not <laughs> drinking Gers with the... The Gersians every weekend, but uh, uh, yeah, oh, that's but mad. also you that know if crazy. it starts at sixteen, yeah, what's it and going it's a sunny to? day. Mm. Good lord, what is that beer going to be at by the time you get to the bottom of the seven fifty mil bottle? Uh, Ugh, air, temp on. air temperature, blood, Shutter blood temperature, thing. yeah, some crazy sort of <laughs> thirty-seven degrees. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, we also had an interesting comment. I hope I'm not going to take yours about. Uh, actually, maybe it was in the in the Discord. Sorry asking you know how quickly these beers warm up and yeah. you know how long you should leave these beers out of the fridge so i think maybe there's a video in that or an update or something uh, i i will i'll delve into the science i think somebody linked to it 
in the discord as well somebody had done a study into that so we'll, we'll get some answers and we'll either put that in the comments box uh, on the video or we'll, we'll screw it we'll do another video i mean there's um, there's loads of things to consider with that with like how quick does a beer come up to ambient temperature like it's it, it probably depends on all sorts like obviously the level of sunlight is it in direct obviously you wouldn't put it in direct sunlight but the kind of i imagine almost the moisture level in the air like if it's very humid that could play a big part in bringing something yeah. up to to a kind of and then obviously the gap between the fridge temperature and the the sort of room temperature um if it's much less of a gap uh or if it's much more of a gap it would heat up quicker presumably if it's much more of a gap you know i don't know there's there's uh, it's probably really yeah. complicated and obviously it will, it will cool up it will cool sorry it will warm up quicker to start because of that greater gap yeah, and then yeah. start to slow down i believe but yeah so we'll dive into this we're not going to uh uh hash out the answers now because we'll probably get it wrong probably already mm, have yeah um did you find any fun comments uh there's there's a load on there someone was was out having a, a a play about my aggressively aggressively unbuttoned uh jacket this week but um oh no we've got a theme now have we <laughs> we seem to uh scott Bu scott Budeway said great video as always love your enthusiasm love your attention to beer science love your attitude you are my beer top gear team. Very great and similar <laughs> chemistry. So which which uh, which one of the three? Actually, I don't even know who presents Top Gear anymore. I'm, I wonder whether he's talking I, about I classic. I have no Top clue. Gear. Do you think he's is talking it, about? I think Paddy McGuinness is. Yeah. Still oh, it, there. that's it. It's Paddy McGuinness. Freddie Flintoff. It's the cricketer and some other dude who I don't know. Um, I think he was he was he was like a YouTuber of cars, a car YouTuber. I think he oh, that's was cool. plucked out of nowhere, possibly. Nice. Um, nice. That that was what I last remember, which was years ago. So I don't know whether that's still the same. Yeah, the last thing I remember is Paddy McGuinness had uh, dyed blonde hair. Uh, what? And, yeah, I saw that on an advert. I was like, wow, that is a look, mate. You are probably approaching fifty, and you've got a cropped uh, like sort of frosty tips but it wasn't frosty tip it's full on blonde um he looked like he was having a lot of fun johnny so you know whatever whatever good for him goes. you you do you paddy yeah yeah um and any other comments uh i mean i had a bunch i've just moved it all around uh david ellis is talking about goldilocks temperature baby uh, excellent yeah, informa much. infotainment, gents. Echoing the comments below, you're on fire. So we got a lot of people telling us that we put out a lot of good videos lately, which is really, yeah, that's really good nice. Yeah, to, good to know, yeah. Particularly when we've been working so hard on, on something else. Maybe the, well, what is it, like the pressure, you yeah. know? Pressure can Steps really focus you, you. Exactly. Yeah. I like the idea of Goldilocks temperature. I'm guessing he's talking about you have Goldilocks zones, uh you know in, in sort of space or outer space where exo x planets could be potentially habitable for life and that's called the Gold goldilocks zone so i'm presuming well, I think he's talking about the story goldilocks where <laughs> we have the three bears with their different temperatures right, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the middle so one is right he's but it could also be the space porridge. thing that comes <laughs> oh okay he's talking about porridge david i thought you were talking about outer space mate maybe you are talking about <laughs> porridge 
Um, I mean, they're both related, you know. That comes yeah, from the Goldilocks yeah. story as well. It's it a does, very, it it's got yeah. levels, Goldilocks. You know, Mate, you never does. think about how, how clever. Wait, is it Goldilocks was clever? Uh, maybe the bear was clever because the bear was it the mummy bear or the bait? I think the mummy bear had the right temperature. What is this podcast? Why am I thinking about this? Whichever one had it right was a clever bear. Mm. Um, uh, there's a comment that you haven't picked up on, which I thought you would. Go on. We've had a couple of people kind of shocked and saddened by my behavior. Oh, the pouring of the beer. Yeah, I didn't pour your beer. <laughs> yeah, I did. How, see how that. did that make you feel in the moment, Brad? Oh, pretty hurt. Like, like, I, yeah, right. like the, like, yeah, like the, uh, the love is dead or something. No, I did. I, to be honest, <laughs> uh, I think I did notice at the time, but I was like, oh, you're talking about a lot of stuff in your head here. You were basically yeah. I think I was doing just a bit I was of just, a Rain Man thing in your head, yeah, trying to remember world, that diagram. Yeah. So I was like, "Cool, no worries." Um, I'm, I I'm, got this. I've poured beer before, says I'm Brad. Almost capable of pouring beer at this point, although I didn't do a great job the other night. Uh, it would have been glorious if you had spilled it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that <laughs> would have been, been good. Be like, you're never pouring on camera again. Yeah, a lot of people liking that diagram though, which is cool. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, maybe. people want it on a T-shirt. I'm not. I'm not yeah. sure about that. Maybe I, it, a poster. It would make. It would make or, or sense fridge magnet. To, to put it on a glass, right? On our glass, glass that we're yeah. t- sort of still working on. That could maybe be part of the. Are we working on it? On. Well, it's not vaguely. just an idea in our heads. Yeah, that is work. Though <laughs> ideas in your heads are still work. But yeah, like maybe we we want to put a lot of information on a glass, don't we? So it's kind of like that could be another layer potentially of stuff. Although I do like the way. That it's coloured differently. It really signposts well the different kind of flavour towns. Whereas if it was all printed on a glass, we might not be able to get it full colour. Um, can we do? We could do a full colour glass. It'd just be very bloody expensive, wouldn't it? Uh, well, it'd probably add like a quid to the glass price yeah. once we're once we're selling it. Probably, yeah. Yeah, interesting. But we'll we'll work it out once we actually. Mm. actually design and, and and start printing the glassware which we really i i said to a lot of people it'll be end of summer mm. um i'm gonna say start of winter now but yeah that that will be happening um happening eventually um yeah well i think that that's all the comments uh i think i mean thank you for everybody that weighed in on that it was it was a really great little comment section and had a lot of fun replying and reading those um and also on instagram it kicked off and in the patreon forum as well so that's always lovely to see and it means you know you've 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 made a good video you've you've um either either educated or confused and i think we did that in equal measure uh with this video um so yeah that's all we've got time for this week i've got to get back and and uh, well brad's got to give me feedback on the next version and mm. i've got to uh hopefully say that no that's it i'm done um <laughs> so <laughs> brad's gonna go do that and we will see you hopefully on wednesday we do have an upload on wednesday as well so even if you can't come we'll see you then but yeah wednesday night uh just email craftbeerboys at gmail.com uh, if you want tickets, just let us know how many. We've still got about 30 spaces, so be quick, but you don't have to be too quick. You know, ask for permission from the bill payer. Uh, no, it's free, so don't worry about it. Um, so, yeah, just get those emails sent, and we will see you there for a wonderful night on Wednesday and everybody else the week after for the screening of The Time Is Now, a feature-length documentary with the Craft Beer channel. Love and bit. The Bubble and Friday 5pm podcasts are brought to you by the nerds behind YouTube's craft beer channel. 
You can watch over 400 mini documentaries at youtube.com slash thecraftbeerchannel. And if you love what we do, support us via Patreon and get access to merchandise and our amazing Discord forum, a positive and welcoming space for everyone who loves beer, food and homebrewing. Love and beer. Love and beer.